The Sellouts is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Nebraska football ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals, with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Game time is really simple and intuitive. Once you've found the sporting event, music concert, or theater play you want to watch, simply click the listing and get your tickets using Game Time's easy two-step checkout system. So head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Memorial Stadium. Since 1962. Since 1962. A sellout crowd. A sellout crowd. All sold out. Hey, we sold out, but we still saved you a seat. The Sellout with Mitch Sherman and Max Olson. Hello and welcome into a special edition of The Sellouts. I'm Mitch Sherman. Max Olson is with me. In this episode, we are going to discuss the all-decade team for Nebraska and the most memorable moments for this program since 2010. So if you are still with us after hearing that introduction and you want to listen to this content, hey, we know it's been a rough 10 years for Nebraska football. The Huskers are 74-53 and since 2010. But this week at The Athletic, we are reviewing everything about the past decade, and we are going to jump right in with Nebraska football. And I think if you bear with us, you will experience some of the high moments and some of the good things that have happened in these past 10 years for Nebraska and its many coaches over that time. So I know that record hurts. I know the the four losing seasons, if Nebraska endures one more loss over over, over to, until the end of this season, uh, th- th- that's difficult. Um, Husker fans, uh, I, Max, do you, do you feel the pain of Nebraska fans over these past 10 years? <laughs> you know, it's funny, as you, as you try to put together – uh, an all-decade team. Um, I, I feel like the takeaway, the initial takeaway from how this team shaped up was, wow, remember how many good players they had in the Pelini era? Yeah, I, it absolutely is is a, is a huge takeaway from this. I mean, we do have Stanley Morgan Jr., a, well, a, a, a Riley-era recruit who played one year for Scott Frost on this list, but it is... It is largely a Pelini era dominated group. Um, the, right. the years, the Pelini years, looking back at them, were not as uh, as difficult as as we remember them <laughs> feeling at the time. Well, that's and I think that's one of the things I'm sure for you in putting together this team. One of the things that's a little bit tricky is, you know, certainly you want to, you know, because of the cutoff here, it's tough because you're starting with 2010, and so. You know, you want to mostly honor guys that that played their their four years or three years or whatever. Uh, you know, during this decade, but it's really tempting to put a lot of guys from the 2010 and 2011 teams on here. Yeah, it's good that Indomitian Sue didn't play one game in the 2000 in the right. calendar year of 2010, or we may have been tempted to put him on there just because. Yeah, I was gonna say it was the Holiday he Bowl in. Uh, in 20 maybe was yeah it was in 09 it, it was, was in, in like the it was in the final days of of 09 okay so 
he missed out by like less than a week of making this team. With yeah, was, <laughs> even yeah, if he just December, made an December thirtieth, it had been like a couple days later. Sue oh. would have probably been on this team. <laughs> yeah, for one game. For, for one, one game. game. Yeah, I mean the cornerback spot, and we'll go through this entire team, but the cornerback spot in particular with Prince of Mukamara, who just played one year in the in the twenty tens, was an All American and was the last first round draft pick for Nebraska. Was drafted in the first round of this in in a, in a year during this decade. So he, he needed a spot on there. And then Alfonso Dennard is another guy who, who played a portion of his career in the previous decade, but the majority of his time was in, in the 2010s. So you want to just, you want to get into this. I know you've had a chance to to take a look at this team and yeah, we'll kind of go through this thing position by position, starting with the quarterback. It's Taylor Martinez. Uh, did, did, you know, is that at all a tough call for you? I, I know you were in agreement that, that T Magic make this over over Tommy Armstrong and and Adrian Martinez. Um, I it re- really not a not a tough call uh, from my perspective. No, it's it's funny though. I went to look at kind of you know maybe maybe how close is it between Taylor Martinez and Tommy Armstrong? And uh, here's here's a stat for you. Taylor Martinez had a record of twenty nine and fourteen as a starter for Nebraska. Tommy Armstrong went thirty and fourteen. So yeah. almost identical, um, and they were pretty close too. In uh, ultimately, they were pretty close too in, in, in total yardage. Both of them went over uh, ten thousand total yards, you know, passing and rushing combined, uh, you know, during their careers. Slight edge to Armstrong there, but I, I would go with Martinez. I mean, I I, I just think, <laughs> you know, it's it's easy to put on the rose colored glasses when you look back on that, and and uh, just maybe the highs. So certainly the lows were tough, but the highs of the Martinez era. Um, or were maybe more exciting than than maybe the steadiness of, of Tommy Armstrong. I, I, I don't know. How do you look back on that now that certainly we have more context for their careers in, in, in terms of, you know, Nebraska's quarterback play since? Yeah, Martinez was he was he was kind of a polarizing uh, figure in, the, in that I don't know that we ever really got to know him that well. Um, right. uh, certainly not on the same level that other quarterbacks at Nebraska before and after him, um, as well as we knew them. Um, you know, even even a guy like Adrian now, who's just been in the program for 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 short of, of two seasons. Um, look, he led Nebraska to, to two conference championship games. They were both losses to Oklahoma and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But uh, the 2010 team at Nebraska was was it's the, was the best team of the decade, which you know it speaks to the trajectory uh, of it, this it decade does. for Nebraska. The best it team sure was that was that last team in the Big Twelve that was ranked. Uh, as high as fifth or sixth at, at one point in the season, and and uh, you know had that that difficult loss at, at Texas A and M, and and um, you know really really got got railroaded out of the conference right. after after uh, saying goodbye in the summer before that season. So to me, I, I agree completely that Taylor Martinez highs were were higher. The Washington game that year. Um, there, there were, there were, there were some other highs for him in 2012. There were some comebacks in the second mm-hmm. half of the season that were outstanding. So I didn't have a lot of trouble with, with, uh, with Taylor as the you know, quarterback. The other factor team. there that, that I guess we, you, it, you should mention, I guess in defense of Tommy Armstrong is I think overall, you'd probably say Taylor Martinez had, had better run support from his defense. You know, he was kind of put in a better position to succeed based on how, you know, how loaded they were on defense yeah. at the time, you know, certainly both had playmakers to work with on offense, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with Martinez on it, but it, you know, it is interesting as you look back, it's, it's maybe a little bit closer than you remember, you know? Yeah. 
Right. And the the running backs are a couple of guys from that same era. Amir Abdullah, uh, who played his entire career in the Big Ten. I had to go back and double-check that, but it was 2011 to 2014. And then Rex Burkhead, who split between the two conferences. I mean, these these two guys, I think, you know, while they don't belong on, like, the all-time Nebraska team, Amir might be, like, a second-team guy. Um, if you're putting two backs on, I mean, he, he's the number two leading rusher in Nebraska history. And, and then Rex is loved for his contributions on the field and off the field. And, and his legacy continues to be felt at Nebraska with the Team Jack um, Foundation and all the work that he's done there. But both of these guys were just outstanding citizens while at Nebraska and great running definitely. backs in their own right. So it, it's probably the strongest position or, or definitely makes a good case to be the strongest position on, on offense or, or defense among this this team. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think those have to be the picks. You know, I, I went back and looked just out of curiosity, and that is the last year of Roy Halou is 2010, and, and certainly he's – you know, one of those guys, that, uh, along with those two, that was pretty special um, in his prime there. Uh, but easy picks, Amir, Amir and Rex. I remember, it's funny, I, in, in going through this, I, I thought back to when Amir first got to campus. Um, I remember I was having uh, lunch at the training table. I was still a student and, and was talking to a, a player at the time who had, had you just... You ate at the training um, table as a student? Yeah, they, it used to be open back then. You could go. <laughs> I think we'd go on Fridays every once in a while. It was a, it was a hell pretty, of a meal. That's great. And uh, I, I remember talking to a, a player there I knew, and uh, Amir had just been on campus a short while, and he, he told me, yeah, this guy's like freaking Barry Sanders in our practices and in our summer workouts and stuff. So the I, I was like, oh, uh, that's, that's pretty high praise. And so, um, you know, for all the hype on Amir, um, to, you know, in, in, in what he came in with, uh, that kid really lived up to it. Not Barry Sanders level, uh, but just as a, as a, as a playmaker – you know, at first as a returner and then as a running back, um, what a special talent he was for for Nebraska. Yeah, absolutely. And has had a, and has had a uh, both of these guys had NFL careers that have have um, have done justice to to their their Nebraska legacies. So um, as yeah, we continue sure. with this team, I do yeah I do want to make a note that we we did not go with a tight end. So we have a fullback in Nebraska style as I explained in the text that goes with this story that you can find on The Athletic uh, this week here in Thanksgiving week. So we're going with Andy Janovich. The walk-on earned a scholarship early in his career out of Gretna, Nebraska, um, over a tight end. Needed to keep it to 11 guys, so sorry Ben Cotton, sorry Seathan Carter. Part mm-hmm. of it is that just there was not like an All-American or really even an All-Conference caliber tight end. Right. And Andy Janovich as a fullback really sticks out. I think it's I think it, it, it speaks for itself. When we talk about Nebraska fullbacks, you know, in like the post-Makovica era, Andy Janovich is really the guy that uh, that, that jumps to mind. Yeah, you're, you're really honoring the end of an era there, aren't you? I am. I mean, fullback is not even a position at Nebraska anymore. So that 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 speaks to to how much I take into consideration the current uh, arc of Nebraska football. I'm going. I'm going back, and I'm putting a fullback on this team. You know, I'm, I'm living in the past it. with that one. So I love it. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. Our, our wide receivers on this team are Stanley Morgan, who broke all kinds of records at Nebraska, the first 1,000 yard receiver for the Huskers last year in, in year one under Scott Frost, and then, and then Kenny Bell. Um, who was a memorable character and and put up a lot of good numbers in his own right. You know, uh, th- these were these were like f- all conference caliber guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both did get some mention. Um, not quite on the level of what you had with with Abdullah and Burkhead, but but uh, but respectable for sure. And 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 you know, guys who who um, 
who who stand very high or who rank very high atop the uh, the charts, in fact, because of the offenses in which they played uh, as Nebraska se- receivers in school history. For sure, I, I'm curious who was the you know if you, if you were to do a third receiver, like kind of who was the guy that was toughest to leave out? Would that be Quincy Nunwa yeah. for you? Yeah. I mean, Westerkamp. You know, Westerkamp yeah. certainly was was so much fun to watch. I'm I'm curious who that last spot would come down to if you did a third. I, I had I had a Nunwa. Uh, and Westerkamp as the guys, you know, and JD Spielman, um, yep. w- w- getting getting some getting some mention too, uh, as as I as I went through this, those three guys were were all there. Um, I don't know, and, and, and interesting you ask me that about this position because I have those three guys marked down: Anunwa, Westerkamp, and and we'll get to Westerkamp later. There's a special moment reserved for him in this all decade review, but. Um, yeah, those three guys all stand out. Where where I can't necessarily say that I had those kind of feelings about yeah. the second team players at other positions on this on this list. So receiver was a pretty deep spot for Nebraska over the past ten years. Well, and and, and one guy who played one season in this decade who went on to have maybe he didn't have the Husker career people thought, but went on to have a, a much longer NFL career than you would expect would be Niles Paul too, right? Yeah, he snuck in in 2010. Um, is is that right? Did you go go and look that up? I'm I'm trying. Yeah, you know, and had the a funny career. thing is in the NFL, he's a, he's a tight end, right? Tight but end. he never played yeah. that for Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the offensive line, um, I don't know that there's a ton that we can say about these guys. <laughs> you know, this is this is a weaker area for sure. Mm-hmm. So here's what I went with: offensive tackle Jeremiah Searles and Alex Lewis. Alex Lewis was. Was a was a transfer from from Colorado, mm-hmm. um, a lot of talent, but just you know didn't play in a great a great period for Nebraska. It's uh, it's tough to find offensive tackles when you look through the last ten years in Nebraska football. Spencer yeah. Long, the best offensive lineman at Nebraska of the past decade, and, and it has had a um, a distinguished NFL career. He's yeah. one of the guards, along with Gerald Foster who was a senior last year in year one under Scott Frost. Um, Just a solid guy who started a lot of games. And then our center is Mike Caputo on this list. Just another guy who was a captain along like like Foster and started a ton of games. But I think when you look at this, Max, tell me if I'm I'm off base. This group of five really speaks to the lack of – just, you know, dominance isn't even the right word, but just mm-hmm. the lack of connection that the past 10 years has with the history of Nebraska football, because these guys wouldn't make the third team, maybe Spencer Long, if you go back to the 80s or 90s. Yeah, I mean, gosh, how, how hard was it for you to put that group together? Don't ask me who the backups would be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, maybe this is the most obvious, like, if you want to understand why Nebraska ended up where they were over the course of this decade, maybe this spot is it, right? Yeah, it is. It is. So we're going to move on um, because we have some <laughs> other said. things to get to. Yeah, after after we do this team, we have some other things to get to. So I'm going with the defensive line. Our picks for the defensive line are Randy Gregory, Baker Steinkuhler, Malik Collins, and Jared Crick. So Crick is another one of those early decade guys who, who uh, you know, was most famous for his his uh, his tandem uh, partnership with Indomitian Sue, but then did 
Uh, his career did extend into the 2010s, so he was an All-American type guy. Malik Collins and, and Randy Gregory, um, you know, Gregory is more well known for for his problems uh, in the NFL mm-hmm. um, with with, um, with the drug drug issues. Uh, Stein Cooler was a solid player at the end of his career, and, and it was a career cut short. Uh, unfortunately, by injuries, or, or I think he would have joined those other three in the NFL. So it's not not a bad group. You know, Gregory's the last great pass rusher at Nebraska. Sure. sure. Um, but but again, like the offensive line, I think it's representative of the era that that uh, that these past ten years were, and that it's not as strong as as you might expect. Yeah, and you know, certainly you go back and, and remember. Um, I think one of the interesting what ifs for for this uh, all decade team is you remember Jared Crick had to miss most of his senior season. He only played five games. Uh, he was coming off a, a season with nine and a half sacks, 14 and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, really could have, he definitely could have been an all American kind of guy that year um, in, in mm-hmm. his, in his final year there. And, and that was cut short. Um, but, uh, but got to have him on there. And, and yeah, I think these picks make sense. You, another, another one of those is, is certainly, uh, you know, I went to high school with Baker and I think one of those guys, you always wondered, um, you know, as when he came in as a, a five-star recruit, you wondered if he would have been maybe a, a, a better offensive lineman than defensive lineman, but, uh, Bo Pelini was, was not going to go for that. Yeah. I mean, the name Stein Cooler is you're, even after Baker's career just remains synonymous with great offensive line play at Nebraska. Of course, sure. his father, Dean was, was one of the best offensive linemen in, in college football history. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people felt Baker could have been, could have been an NFL offensive tackle. And, and, you know, it's hard to know if he would have had the same injuries to the same knee issues, but, um, still had a solid career as Definitely. a defensive player. Yeah, at linebacker, um, perhaps my favorite defensive player from the past decade at Nebraska. This group is led off by Levante David. Um, shorter career with the Huskers, came out of junior college, but was dominant in his two seasons in Lincoln, the kind of guy that Nebraska would love to have in this defense right now that Eric Chenander runs. Uh, Will no Compton. Kidding. Uh, maybe a bit of, a, of an underwhelming career at Nebraska, but uh, good enough to make this team and has gone on to uh, have a long career in the NFL. And then, and then Eric Martin as a surprise in this group. <laughs> you know, not a ton of great linebackers, but he was an All Big Twelve guy in his senior year and a force on this team. I think I put him on here. What put him over the top was uh, was his special teams play. Uh, at while at Nebraska, just a, a menace, a force on special teams during his time in, in the uh, in the Pelini year. So, um, what what do you think of the linebackers? Uh, David obviously is the star of this group. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I I was always a big big fan of Eric Martin, so I really like that pick. He you know he played right before this era we have now of targeting. And if, and if he'd played when targeting <laughs> <laughs> if targeting was around, it would have been uh, a very frustrating career for him in, 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 in Lincoln, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think the, I think Will Compton, um, certainly the NFL success, um, I, I think is, is kind of shown what kind of player he is. And then uh, Levante David, um, Nebraska, uh, the, the, this is Nebraska's last first team, uh, all American in, in 2011. It's been that long. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, um, again, it speaks to something right there for sure. So moving on to the defensive backs, the secondary, we already mentioned Prince of Mukamara and Alfonso Dennard as the, 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 the pair of corners who played very early in this decade. And at safety, we went with Damian Stafford and Nate Gary, who were, who were, um, you know, both all conference 
type mention type players not not necessarily i believe stafford did make first team all um all conference but uh, again these are not all american caliber players and this is this is um this is symbolic of where Nebraska has been as a, as a pass defense in the in the past ten years. Pelini's teams were known for that, mm-hmm. uh, and and if you go back, if you go back just another year or two, and you're able to put guys like Eric Haig, um, Dijon Gomes into this group, it would look different. But but their careers uh, didn't extend at all or or far enough into this decade to warrant to warrant mention here. I was gonna say, I mean. It would have been tempting. Like I know Nate Gary belongs on here, but it would have been tempting to just like just go with the 2010 secondary or the 2011 secondary. The whole right? thing, yeah. just the whole thing. Yeah, I right because you're right. Gomes and Hag were uh, were you know phenomenal at a time when when Nebraska was also really good at corner. Yeah. So Siante Evans and and Joshua Kalu uh, got some mention here. Uh, it's another position where where I did have I did have some names to choose from, and it wasn't a real easy decision uh, to leave to leave Evans off in place of Amukamara, who played just one year. But I, I felt the first round draft pick status um, warranted a spot, and and then Joshua Kalu, n- not a you know not a not a superstar by any stretch, but a solid guy, uh, and, and I went with went with Stafford and, and Gary over him. Moving on to the specialists. Easy pick at punter, Sam Foltz, uh, influenced uh, for sure by the uh, the emotional situation there with his uh, untimely death uh, a, a, as a Husker, but his um, his his accolades, what he did as a punter for sure, uh, give him give him a spot that's 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 well deserved. Uh, he'll be somebody that is is well known around the Nebraska football for for long beyond this decade. So. Uh, easy choice at punter Brett Maher, who continues to do amazing things with the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> you know, came at the tail end of a the tail end of a, of an era of, of just fantastic kickers year after year after year. He came right after Alex Henry. Uh, Henry was a senior in, in in 2010, and then Maher followed him, played his entire career in, in this in this decade, and and DeMornay Pearsonell as a, as a specialist. So uh, didn't have a lot of trouble with any of those guys. No, and and uh, maybe. Brett Maher, one of the most interesting decades in terms of for that guy to go, go do his thing in the CFL for a while and then end up being the the starting kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. What a what yeah. a rise for him, right? Absolutely, yeah, um, fantastic, uh, fantastic NFL career. And when you look back at his numbers, you know he was a bit overlooked as a as a Husker, I think, because of some of the guys that he followed. But um, he did have a very good Nebraska career too. So in in addition to an all decade team. With this this piece that uh, is out on the athletic, uh, we went through memorable moments of the decade. So I'm going to run through these really quick, Max, and then I want you to tell me what t- what tops the list for you of the mm-hmm. most memorable moment in the mm-hmm. decade. And these are a mix of of moments uh, and that that are both that are both me- memorable for good and, and bad reasons. So the return of Scott Frost, I have listed that press conference on December third, twenty seventeen. Uh, more like a coronation than anything else. That uh, that that's definitely on there for me. The tribute to Sam Fultz on on September third, two thousand sixteen. We mentioned Fultz, the uh, late punter who died tragically in a car accident in the summer of 20, 2016 in, in Wisconsin. Um, the the uh, the Fresno State game where Nebraska declined 
Uh, where, where Fresno State declined the, the, the penalty as Nebraska lined up without a punter in formation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, for sure, a, a memorable moment from this last decade. The fall of Bo Pelini, he was fired on November, tw- November 30th, 2014. The events that, that led, to his, led to his firing were, were, were also memorable. There was the quote from Sean Eichhorst about uh, not judging Iowa uh, as, as, a, as an equal to Nebraska in making that decision. The yeah. jump to the Big Ten in June, on June 11th of, of 2010, orchestrated by, by Tom Osborne as athletic director and, and Chancellor, former Chancellor Harvey Perlman. Uh, getting Nebraska out <clears throat> of the Big 12 in, in, the, in the, the off season of 2010. And then the Hail Mary. Uh, Ron Kellogg III to Jordan Westerkamp, a 49-yard pass that capped an 83-yard march over the final 80 seconds. It's a play that continues to live in lore, Nebraska lore, uh, in Big Ten lore. This was November 2nd, 2013, a uh, great victory in walk-off fashion for the Huskers over Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats. What what stands out to you from that group as a moment? Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly, you know, long-term, I think the move to the Big Ten is, it's hard to compare anything to that. Um, and, and, and to include with that, you know, the departure from the Big 12 and, and all that all that came with that and, and Nebraska being kind of in the center of the storm of, of that uh, conference realignment era, um, and then I just think in, in terms of just, I mean, gosh, you just think back to the craziness of um, the, the, the end of the Pliny era, the, the meeting at Lincoln North Star, the leaked audio and all that stuff, kind of all, all that came it with that. Um, it was insane. And, and, you know, in some ways equally insane was, was the, uh, you know, the beginning of uh, the, the Scott Frost era to, to, for Bill Moose to pull off that, that, uh, that hire at a time when when they were uh you know taking UCF to uh an undefeated season i think you know that's that's got to be up there but I, i'm sure for you it was tough in putting this together like kind of what is the defining moment so far at least successful defining moment so far of the big 10 era well that leads us into the games into the game and i would say there are two games in in this on this list of three that I mentioned, yeah. and the only two in the Big Ten era. I, I would go with the defining moment of success in the Big Ten era, and I will just jump right into the top games. Okay. Nebraska 38, Michigan, Nebraska 39, Michigan State 38. November 7th, 2015, Spartans came into Lincoln at 8-0, ranked 7th in the college football playoff poll. Sure. This was a team that made the college football playoff and was taken apart by Alabama in the semifinal. Um, but until that point, the only loss on the Spartan schedule was that 39-38 game against Nebraska where Brandon Riley uh, went out of bounds, knocked out of bounds, according to the officials and mm-hmm. Nebraska fans, and came back in to make a 30-yard game-winning catch from, from Tommy Armstrong. So um, that, to me, is the pinnacle of success under, under Mike Riley yeah. for Nebraska in, in the Big Ten era. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Uh, and two, I, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I, I mean, I think the other Big Ten game I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're about to say is probably the one we remember most from, from year one in that conference. Yeah, absolutely. Nebraska 34, Ohio State 27. You had Braxton Miller knocked out by the aforementioned Levante David. Uh, stripped him, sacked him. Uh, David recovered the fumble too. Uh, it... it uh, Taylor Martinez goes in to score to cut Ohio State's lead from 27 to 6 down to uh, a more manageable deficit in the third quarter. And, and then uh, Rex Burkhead, uh, Quincy and Nunwa 
Martinez, Stanley Jean Baptiste, yeah, <laughs> help Nebraska to victory as <laughs> as Joe Bowserman comes in oh at my quarterback. God. For probably Ohio worst State. passing performance I've ever watched was Joe Bowserman that night. <laughs> Joe Bowserman at Memorial Stadium. This is not going to make the most memorable moments of uh, Ari Wasserman and Bill Landis countdown of uh, of the 2010 decade for the Buckeyes. I imagine there will be no Joe Bowserman reference in that uh, in that podcast this week. The third pick for this is October 30th, 2010, Halloween at Memorial Stadium, Nebraska 31, Missouri 17. Max, why is this game on this list? What happened on this day at Memorial Stadium? Oh man! Do you remember Roy Hallou? Roy Hallou, three hundred and seven yards against the Tigers in the last Big Ten matchup between these these longtime rivals. Well, and and, uh, and Nebraska loved playing Blaine Gabbert. That was the last Blaine yeah. Gabbert showdown, right? <laughs> Blaine Gabbert manhandled a year before on Thursday night in Columbia, a game that does not fit in this decade in review uh, by Andamakan Sue. It took until Nebraska led twenty-four to nothing before Blaine Gabbard and the Tigers got a first first down in this game. And Missouri came into this game uh, ranked in the top ten. This was the first win by Nebraska over a top ten opponent since the Eric Crouch Thunder Collins trick play game in 2001 against Oklahoma. So can I uh, can I give you something moments. from this game though? Yeah, yeah go, something go we for forget. This was this was a season changer in that Taylor Martinez got hurt. And then they wow, were never totally wow. the same after that. That that um, that is digging into the memory bank and something that I did not consider when I put this <laughs> put this together. But yeah, interesting. I, I was going to sure. say one other game I'd throw out there just as, as an all timer for me. Uh, I don't know how well you remember this one. Um, Twenty ten Nebraska at Texas A and M. Yeah, just the had absolutely everything. It was it was a uh, completely ridiculous night, complete ridiculous weekend with all the. Uh, Taylor Martinez stuff that went on um, nine to six uh, that it, it, that game had it all um, what, what just probably the craziest game I've ever covered Taylor Taylor this is the game where Taylor Martinez called his dad Casey from the locker room uh, yep. injured in the second half and then and yeah. then allegedly like quit the team the next day for a little while yeah this is drama at its best in the Bo Pelina era the, the, the kind of drama that we've not yet seen surface uh, under Scott under Scott Frost so no we're going to finish this discussion with our player of the decade, Amir Abdullah. We've talked plenty about Amir. He ended up with 4,588 yards, uh, 24 100-yard games. Uh, those, those two numbers trail only Mike Rogier, the Heisman Trophy winner from the, the early 80s. Uh, Amir really has a great spot in, in Nebraska football history, and and, um, and you could say it's unfortunate that he had to play in this decade, but I, I think he you know, alone – uh, boosted Nebraska more than any individual player, even even Taylor Martinez, uh, to heights and and in avoiding some of the embarrassments that came after his career. You will remember, and I I, I did not make any mention in the story of of this game, but you will remember what happened with Amir Abdullah and the pass that he caught against McNeese State in in 2014. 20 seconds left in that game. The Huskers oh are tied gosh. with yeah. with 1AA McNeese State. And Amir Abdullah catches a pass about five yards uh, past the line of scrimmage and goes 58 yards uh, for a touchdown to win that game. And, you know, I think at that point we all thought, my goodness, could you imagine if Nebraska ha- had lost to, to um, McNeese? Um, that did not happen, <laughs> but there were, there were later losses that, uh, that happened that were – 
nearly a, a, as bad. Yeah, that's a great call. You know, I would say for me, like it, it's an interesting debate. I I would probably argue Levante David was the best player I saw during this decade, but you're kind of comparing, you know, two seasons to four there. So I get why it's hard to give him the nod, but you just go back and look at what he did. The school record for tackles, 152 in his first season in the program, number three in the country in tackles that year. Number one was Luke Keekley, who's the best linebacker in the world. So that's pretty good for your first season in the program. I mean, to, to just find a, a guy who's an instant all-conference player out of a junior yeah. college was uh, right. was really special. But uh, but certainly in terms of the 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 you know kind of longer career, uh, Amir makes sense here. Yeah. And finally, before we end this thing, I do want to mention about that McNeese State game, and we can put this in, in the show notes. There is a YouTube link that I watched in putting this piece together that shows that run from, from Amir with all of the broadcasts, first the McNeese broadcast and then the Greg Sharp and, and Matt Davison Nebraska broadcast, and then the ESPNU uh, commentary from Adam Amin, a 27-year-old Adam Amin on on ESPNU ca- calling that game-winning play. That was that was fun to watch. He, of course, is is one of the bigger stars at at all of ESPN now, and a, and a, and a great broadcaster. So uh, that'll be in the show notes. That YouTube link, go check that out. Check out this piece on the Athletic that reviews the 2010 decade for Nebraska in all of our decade in review pieces that are up on the site this week. So see, that wasn't so bad. We, we reviewed the 2010s, um, talked more about the good things than the bad, some nostalgia for you on Thanksgiving week to round out this decade. Uh, you know, maybe as this thing winds to an end on Friday with Iowa in town, Nebraska will turn a page and write an entirely new chapter to begin the 2020s next year. So please subscribe to the sellouts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for listening to this episode, everyone. Have a great day.